What's up, everybody, and welcome to the Health Over Everything podcast, the number one podcast in health and fitness. This is our first episode of the new year, and I am SoCal Gula with my host over here, Stephen Z. Happy New Year, about? everyone. Happy New Year. Um, What are we talking about today, Stephen? Today, we are going to be talking about fiber and why it's good for you. Fiber, fiber. So helps you poop. <laughs> this is kind of like a research episode, uh, kind of like a um, more knowledge based. So we're just going to be talking about fiber this whole entire time. So we got some notes and stuff that we might be looking at. So if we're looking at it off the camera. That's what we're doing. But yeah, so fiber. Um, do you get do you uh, get enough fiber, Stephen? I typically do. In like uh, the MyFitnessPal, it recommends 38, but I'm not sure where they're getting that number from, but it seems reasonable. Yeah. Um, so I get well over 38. I was getting closer to like 60 and I had to, I felt like I had to dial it down a little bit. I feel like 40, somewhere between like 40 and 50 is good for me. Yeah, and it does show different. So it's 38 grams is a normal average for a man and also 25 grams for a woman. But... Most people are deficient in fiber. Not we don't get enough. But yeah. fiber, we're going to talk about why we need it, what it is, what uh, what does it do, and all the things about fiber. So let's get into it. So what is fiber? Do you know what it is? <laughs> I don't. I know fiber is a type of <laughs> carbohydrate. It's a carbohydrate found in plant based foods. So you know that, right? Those in plant based. Yeah. In plants, you can't yeah. find it in meat. You got to get in plants, which you could get nutrients from meat as well. Different nutrients like iron and stuff like that. But if you want fiber, you're going to have to go the plants and vegetables and fruits right? and nuts. Yeah, um, exactly. And it's not easily digested by the body. And it also just provides it, what it does for your body is it provides bulk in it into your stool and it aids in digestion. So that's what it does. Its main function is right. And also there's two types of fiber, as you know, you know, you know what they are, right? Yeah. Soluble and insoluble. And do you so know the way I think of it, just like the insoluble is like the kind of leftover of what like your body can't break down is like the leftover, like fibers of it. And yep. that's what kind of adds to the bulk of your stool to kind of help everything yes. come out more smoothly. <laughs> yeah. So to get a little bit more sciencey, soluble is uh dissolved in water and it kinds of makes like a gel like substance when it's in your body and it passes through the intestines um it actually uh most both fibers don't get broken down completely in the stomach or i mean in the small intestines because as your digestive system works it goes into the stomach when you eat your food it goes down the the your throat and then into the stomach and into the small intestines and then it goes into the colon and then it goes out your anus <laughs> Uh, the funny, funny word saying anus, but, uh, <laughs> but yeah, so some so fiber does not get broken down. It does get a little bit broken down, both soluble and insoluble fiber, mm -hmm. but it basically does not get broken down into your, in your small intestines and it goes into your colon. And then when it's in your colon, um, your microbiome, which your microbiome has trillions of different bacteria in it, right? So you have yeah. trillions of different living organisms inside of your stomach and they help you keep you alive. Some of them are, well, you know, make, get you sick, but a lot of those bacteria are good for your body. Like they're actually yeah. fighting over, they're keeping you alive. They're breaking down your food and stuff. So when the fiber gets into your, um, colon, those micro, um, 
what is it? Um, microbiome. microbiome, the all the bacteria inside of your colon, they start eating away at fiber. So fiber is basically food for your microbiome and the bacteria in your colon, and it eats away at it and it ferments it. So it ferments the fiber and that's what breaks it down. So if, if, if it has a, fer, um, a fermented process, right? So yeah, solid probably what makes you gassy, right? All that stuff bubbling up. Yeah. So that's why, right? Like you, it, it starts fermenting and you get gassy and bloated. So if you eat too much fiber, like you say, you eat 38 grams. If you yeah. get too much, what happens? You start farting <laughs> and things like beans have a lot of fiber in it. So that's why they say like, oh, if you eat a lot of beans, what happens? You fart. But yeah, uh, makes sense. yeah solubile fiber's main function is to get firm. Solubile fiber's main function is to get fermented in the colon and produce a things called short chain fatty acids, which we'll get into a little bit later. And insoluble fibers, like what you said, adds bulk to the stool. It goes mm -hmm. into the, so basically after it goes in the small intestines, get broken down a little bit, and then it goes into the colon and the soluble fiber gets broken, fermented by the, um, by the bacteria and the insoluble fiber doesn't get broken down. It does a little bit more in the colon, but it basically just adds bulk to your stool, makes it better yeah. for you to poop better and stuff like that. And, uh, insoluble fiber adds, uh, can break down a little bit in the small Yeah. So that's what we got there. And uh, like we said, fiber is a complex carbohydrate. You want to, you see that one on there? You want to explain that one? That's on the first page. As we say, we got these notes. Yeah. So. Yes, we do have notes today. They're a compound of long chain and sugar molecules. Sugar itself. <laughs> yeah. So I'm complex fiber itself consists of uh, nine digestible polysaccharides. And the polysaccharides are basically complex carbohydrate structures that resist digestion in the small intestines. Yeah, so uh, that's what it does. So basically, that's what fiber is. It's complex carbohydrate. It's composed of long-chain sugar molecules, and it consists of polyunsaturates. And they, yeah, do that. So they basically resist getting broken down in the small intestines. So which foods have fiber, as we said before? Fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes like beans and um, lentils. Yeah. I feel like a beans are usually where I get like the bulk of my fiber because I usually, I don't think I eat as much as you because you eat like a can a day, right? Yeah, I'll usually eat a can. Like I didn't eat one today, but I usually when I do eat them, which is, is try to eat them as much as possible. Mm -hmm. Today, they didn't fit in my calories, so I didn't put them in. But the last three days, I had it. I'd eat a whole can because <laughs> I'm getting my fiber in. Yeah. So I usually get about a half can, but then I do eat a lot of like vegetables. I eat a lot of fruits. So I feel like all those combined help me get to like that 40 gram a day where you need, if not more, sometimes it's like closer to 50. So it's somewhere around that number. Yeah. And then as we were talking about, like if you eat way too much, it could hurt your stomach a little bit, which we'll get into more um, because there's just, you know, too much gas going on and too much bulk in your stomach and your colon and stuff. And it's trying to, it doesn't break it down. So it could, if you eat more than 25 grams as a woman, 38 grams as a man, like a couple of days ago, I had 80 some grams, which I was eating a lot of fruits, a lot of vegetables that day. And my stomach hurt because if you're going to eat that much, you can, but you got to slowly get it up to there because your body has to adapt to that much fiber and your microbiome isn't used to, if you just suddenly go on a high fiber diet, your microbiome is not used to it and it's going to make some discomfort in your stomach. So, uh. But yeah, the microbiome, it actually, like I said, it's, it's called a fiber is kind of like a prebiotic because a microbiome is your, your 
it's um, a probiotic, right? Pro probiotic mm-hmm. is just the the bacteria in your gut. So you could actually eat probiotics, and some foods have it, like sauerkraut and yogurt and stuff. And those yeah. are just adding more bacteria into your body. There's different species of bacteria, and you could add more that you're deficient in somehow because some people are deficient in some bacterias. But um, fiber through plants and vegetables and all that is a prebiotic. So basically, it's food for the probiotic. So you you're eating the the fiber. And the, the microbiome is the probiotics and they eat the fiber. So it's called a prebiotic is what it, um, fiber is really is. It's nourishment for the bacteria, the beneficial bacteria in your gut, right? And then bacteria fi- fermented fiber produces, like we said, short chain fatty acids that contribute to gut health as well, immune function and overall, overall well-being. And, you know, some people like, let's just get into a, like carnivore diet. They're just eating carnivore diet. They're just eating nothing but meat. And uh, what does that mean? They're not getting no fiber. It means they're not getting. Yeah, that seems weird. Some of the, and it's, you know, everyone's different. I, I hear so many people like, you know, Jordan Peterson. Mm-hmm. He says that he just eats meat and it's, it actually helped him out a lot. Yeah. And Al Michaels that does football. He's an older guy. He's like 80. He said he never ate a vegetable in his life, which that's, Damn. I don't know. <laughs> I'm just like, what the hell? But I don't know. I think that you should have a balance of everything and fiber yeah. is. Fiber, you know, helps lower your cholesterol. Lower, it does a lot of health benefits that we'll get into. And I don't see why you would, you know, just get, if you're just eating meat, you're just getting one set of nutrients. You're not getting the other side of nutrients because fiber is a nutrient and you're not getting that nutrient. Yeah. No sense. Seems but, like you might be constipated. I wonder if there's like a, any studies that show constipation with like a high meat, high protein diet. Yeah. That's why. Yeah. I think right? so. Because, weird. <laughs> yeah, Cause I ate a lot of protein not too long ago and, man, it's, it messed my, my stomach for a little bit, but yeah, uh, you know, fiber high protein diet will give you like problems with your stomach too. Like yes. Troubles with digesting it or just taking a longer time to digest it. So you get gassy, you get, you know, stomach gurgles and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Yeah. My lower um, stomach was really bubbling a lot when I was eating a lot too much protein like you you want one gram per body weight or whatever they say but mm-hmm. i was eating way more than that and i felt it and i was like okay i need to lower the it's just a balance and, you know i'm just we you know we all just test it but it's better to know what but you know balance is the key i think but fiber is actually yeah. great for digestive health right it yep. promotes it actually promotes regular bowel moments movement so you don't get constipated right exactly. and it also helps prevent constipation by adding the bulk to the stool so it, may, it makes the stool like what do you think it just makes it get bigger so it comes out easier like yeah that's why in my mind it's like the leftover like fibers of the small strands almost think of like a, a mango it's those strands that are in the mango your body doesn't digest it so it just kind of adds almost like i think like grass almost like fine fibers of like grass that don't get breaking down so it just helps everything move and maybe yeah. without, you know, getting too much into it, maybe that uh, mucus that you said, it kind of creates like a gel-like substance that probably huh. helps move things along as well. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. And uh, I'm on page two here, but we're on a fiber is great for a few things, right? Like it's like people are mm-hmm. eating the carnivore diet. So nothing wrong with that. If you want to do that, that's your thing. If it helps your body out. I know people that like to eat meat. Mm-hmm. And I like, I know people that don't eat no red meat, but they eat a lot of um, chicken and stuff like that. So, but fiber is great for your digestive health. So that we said, it's also great for your heart health. Soluble fiber can lower cholesterol levels, 
that support cardiovascular health. So fiber is good for your heart if you want, you know, because you're obviously you're eating a lot of fruits and vegetables. So I think that mm-hmm. goes along with it. And fiber regulates your blood sugar. It slows down the absorption of sugar. So that's great. Helping maintain a more stable blood sugar level. So the sugar in your body um, absorbs into whatever your blood and stuff and make sure it spike. Well, fiber will help do that. That's why I like when people say, oh, you're eating a banana. It's filled with uh, sugar, just like a candy bar. Well, the candy bar doesn't have fiber, but the banana or the apples do. So that actually slows down the blood regu- um, uh, the absorption of the sugar. Mm-hmm. So that actually makes it, it kind of like counteracts the sugar, what a snack candy bar, pure sugar kind of products don't. And yeah, the, it's almost like your body has to go into the the process of breaking more of it down. So it takes longer to get to that same sugar molecule as it would like a candy bar, where it's basically it's all made of sugar. Yes, I think yeah, see, that makes like sense. the carbohydrates and all that stuff to get down to the sugars, probably. Or this is how I'm thinking about it in my mind, mm-hmm. at least. Yeah, that makes uh, actually makes pretty good sense. Yeah. You know, like we're not scientists or anything. We're we're just we do research and we're you know test it and we we're just talking about what we kind of know. Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. But uh yeah, so it also helps with weight management because high fiber foods are often filling, aiding in weight control by promoting a feeling of fullness. So yeah, every like is important. Yeah. So like what happens when you eat a candy bar? You get four hundred calories and you're not full, but you eat yeah. a bunch of you're hungry, you you're probably still hungry, to be honest. Yeah, oh definitely. But you eat a bunch of kale or broccoli and stuff, it's more filling and that, that fiber helps do that. And also, yeah. like we said, we already said helps the microbiome. Um, it also fiber can help with heartburn. You know, like a lot of people go to the hospital and doctor visits for heartburn. It's acid reflex, all mm-hmm. that stuff. Um, consuming fiber may help prevent or alleviate heartburn by maintaining a healthy digestive tract. Where does that um, acid reflex comes? It comes from your digestive tract eating a bunch of bad stuff, but fiber, mm-hmm. obviously you get to do healthy things. So that's going to make your digestive tract um, more healthy and it's going to limit heartburn. Um, I don't know if proteins, do they make heartburn? I don't know. I, don't I know sugars so. and stuff, duh, like carbo. I'm all trying to think like, uh, I know pizza gets gives me like heartburn. I'm trying, oh, to, definitely. I'm trying to think about that, like probably because of the, Seems like for me, it's like the tomato sauce. I don't know if it's a carbohydrate problem. Oh, okay. Yeah. The tomato sauce definitely to me, that's what it is. Yeah. Um, sugars. I know sodas do too. I don't know if it's just the car, uh, the, um, the bubbly stuff in there. Mm-hmm. Fibers can reduce the risk of certain diseases as well. A high fiber diet is associated with lowering, lowered the risk of certain diseases, including color, colon cancer. Yeah. Obviously colorectal. <laughs> well, rectal um, cancer, but, uh, yeah. So like when I was eating too much, uh, fiber a couple of days ago, um, what I did wrong is I, and my, the why I think my stomach didn't hurt is, uh, I didn't drink water because fiber kind of, um, like it says it, uh, dissolves in water. So if you're eating a bunch of plants, like I did these last few days, I didn't drink enough water. So hydration matters, right? Drinking enough water is crucial when increasing the fiber intake because it dissolves in water. So if you're not drinking water, it's just going to be sitting in the stomach and now you're it's not dissolved. Now you're getting whole fiber kind of thing, right? Yeah. Were so you getting like cramps? What were you, what kind of symptoms? It felt like a doll. Like it was on my right side here on like my stomach, the stomach side. And it kind of just felt like a doll ache. <laughs> I kept like pressing it, but it wasn't like a cramp. It wasn't like a cramp cramp, but it was like a doll ache. And it was really weird because I, I didn't have it 
before, but it was on my lower right side. But when I first started eating a lot of fiber, high fiber diet a while ago, I started feeling bubbling in my left side of my stomach up on the top, more of a top. And it was just bubbling. Cause like you're saying the firm ferment, um, fermentation process, which mm. that's kind of like, cause if your small intestines are in the middle of your stomach and your colon kind of wraps around it. So it's kind of like where the colon is and that's where the fer fermentation process happens. So it had to be those damn pesky beneficial bacteria over there fermenting <laughs> my fiber. <laughs> uh, they do the hard work for you, man. Have you got anything like that on from eating too much fiber? Cause you said you were eating too much fiber for a little bit. Yeah, but I was, I was also doing like a high protein diet. So I kind of lowered both of them together. Yeah. And it seemed to help because yeah, my protein was like through the roof. So I think, yeah, just the combo. So I dialed down on the protein, dialed down on the the fiber. Cause yeah, I was at one point I was getting like 60, sometimes more. I'm like, whoo. I was like, I feel like that for me personally is just too much. You know, I'm sure all all of us are gonna be different. 40 yeah, so might be better for you, 60 might be better for you, but I feel like 60 for me is a little too much. Where yeah, I was my stomach was more yep. like gurgly, <laughs> maybe yeah. like like you're saying, kind of like bubbly, like ooh. Yep. Yeah. So when you, like we said, basically when transitioning into a high fiber diet, you want to take it a little slow. Like we track our food. I've been tracking my food now again, but yeah, so you could kind of track it, see how many grams, yeah. 25 grams. If you're a woman, 38 grams, if you're a man, most people are probably not, probably if you're just eating meat, you're getting nothing. If you're not eating yeah. much fruits or vegetables, you're probably getting five, 10 grams. So you're going to, you want to up it slowly and just go to the recommended daily amount, I would assume. And then if you want to do more, you can. But you got to, it's advisable to gradually increase your fiber intake to allow your digestive system to adapt. Staying well hydrated is important because it makes the, it dissolve in there. And over time, your body will adjust and you'll likely experience the full benefits of a, the high fiber diet without the initial challenges of your stomach hurting, kind of. Kind of ease your, your stomach into it. Yeah. I guess it makes sense to you, like your body would build up more microbiomes to help it easier to digest, but yep. it takes time for those numbers, I guess, to add up. Yeah. And it's crazy too, because, you know, you could go all balls of the wall and just eat a bunch of fiber all of a sudden, but you're going to have discomfort. And trust me, I had it last night. It wasn't that fun. <laughs> um, and then some people say that you don't have enough, they don't have enough time to, you know, eat fiber. I heard that one before, <laughs> or some people say like, oh, I'll just take a supplement. So I yeah. asked, the, uh, I, I looked up, will a supplement give you the same benefits as a fiber rich diet? What do you think it said? <laughs> it's kind of obvious. Yeah. Well, obviously more fiber is going to be good for you as long as uh, like the supplement has all a bunch of nutrients in it as well. So you're kind of just not, you know, now I have more fiber, but no nutrients. So you, obviously you still kind of want to eat, try to get them to come from vegetables and fruits and, you know, things like that, beans. But if you just need a little bit extra help, I could see how a supplementation could uh, help you out and just boost it up. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and, you know, fiber supplements can provide um, some benefits of dietary fiber, but, you know, it doesn't get the full spectrum of nutrients and um, phytochemicals that are found in fiber-rich foods, you know? So, like, that's the thing. Like, you you could just get the fiber but you're not getting the the health benefits of all the vitamin A, the vitamin D, like no vitamin D, there ain't no vitamin D, but the, all the, you know, the potassium and all the other minerals that are in these fiber rich foods, you're not getting none of those. So that's kind of the downfall about taking a supplement, but you will get the fiber that so, yeah. but it's generally recommended to offer attain fiber from various 
variety of whole foods for optimal health. However, in certain situations, you know, somebody just might like you were talking about, they might want to take a supplement. Yep, exactly. And then, uh, in addition to this well-known effect of bowel health, that high fi uh, fiber intake, it also re reduces the risk of cancer in the colon and breast, diabetes, heart disease, obesity, and premature death in general. And I read that um, in a book called How Not to Die. It's a great book. It says about 97% of Americans eat fiber deficient diets. You see where I'm at on here? I'm on yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right in the middle. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, that makes sense too. If you're eating out a lot, you're getting a lot of hamburgers and French fries. Like maybe the fries have like a small amount of fiber, but if you're going to, if you're getting those kind of meals as a regular source of your uh, diet, your fiber is probably going to be on the low side. Yeah. That's crazy. 97% of people in America do not eat enough fiber, which is only 38 grams per day. But you know, that's per day. So I mean, you have to eat it every day. That's so somebody might, people. yeah. So some people, everybody might eat enough fiber for one day. Like I'm going to eat a bunch of fruits and vegetables and then go back to the fast food and stuff the next day. So they're not getting the full range, but it also says that a uh, fiber can cut stroke risk, increasing fiber intake by just seven grams a day, maybe associated with a 7% risk reduction of stroke. So I mean, you have a 7% less chance of getting a stroke just by getting seven more grams of fiber per day, which isn't much. So it's really yeah, good. It isn't stroke. much at all. It's like a percent. A gram. <laughs> yeah. I wonder, if that, I wonder if that, uh, if you're getting higher, I wonder if that increases uh, the risk even low, even lower. Yeah, that's what, yeah, I don't know. I just said that in that book, How Not to Die. So that's uh -huh. where I got that, that's that crazy. fact from. Yeah. Um, high fiber diets may also uh, lower blood pressure too. That's good. But constipation can be considered, a. in that book it says, constipation can be considered a nutrient deficient disease, deficiency disease. Mm -hmm. And that nutrients is fiber. So if you're constipated, you're just lacking fiber. Obviously, we've talked about. Yeah. Um, while fat intake is associated with increased risk of acid reflux, fiber uh, appears to decrease, decrease that risk, as we talked about. Um, humans, these are just like little um, thoughts or little statements from the book I read. Humans evolved eating huge amounts of fiber, likely in excess of 100 grams. So you need 38 <laughs> grams. Back in the day, as we evolved, we were eating over 100 grams likely a day. And that's about 10 times what the average person eats a day. <laughs> they were saying, I wonder, basically, how, I wonder how they were dropping deuces. Oh, yeah. Well, their, their body probably got adapted to it a lot better. Yeah, eventually, right? Yeah, that's why our, our bodies need fiber as well. And because, you know, we evolved that way because plants never ran away from people. So we ate a yeah. bunch of leaves, you know, like you're trying to get a, a an animal, it runs away from you. And there's a bunch of plants right there and you're hungry. You're just going over there and eating those plants and you're just getting fiber and fiber and fiber. That's why we ate so much fiber back in the day. Yep. That makes sense. It also says fiber binds the toxins such as lead and mercury and then flushes them away. So if you have lead and mercury in your body inside of it, and maybe for eating too much, um, what is it called? Tuna or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know why you have lead in your body, but the fiber can bond to those toxins inside your stomach and then flush them out of your system. So that's another benefit of fiber as well. Now, it seems like fiber just helps keep everything moving because, you know, 
it's like when things become stagnant, that's when you get infections and you get inflammation because things should be flowing. And it's like, you know, if it stops, bacteria is going to be kind of slowly growing on there. And that's when you start running into issues. But as long as uh, it seems like the fiber just keep helps everything kind of bind to it and helps it move at the same time. So it's like picking up as it goes. Yeah, it makes sense. It's like a little sweep cleaner, almost like putting like something <laughs> yeah. in there, you know, like something in your, your tubes. And that makes that's sense too, good. because... Um, infections and uh, what'd you say? Um, infections and what else? Inflammation. Inflammation are two huge reasons why people either go to the hospital or eventually end up dying from diseases because you want to keep your inflammation low and inside your body. The less inflammation, the better. And obviously, you don't want an infection. So that's yeah. a good point. It also says only 3% of Americans may even reach the recommended minimum daily intake of fiber making it one of the most widespread nutrient deficiencies in the united states which we talked about 97 percent of people don't get enough so three percent of people do get enough which we yeah. might be in we might be in that eventually you say you're 38 per day right yeah we're in the or i'm in the three percent you you probably get a uh pretty a good amount too a day right you're, you're yeah definitely yeah, today I had hard. You probably get like thirty or something, twenty-four, so <laughs> somewhere around there. Just from today, the I had nineteen grams. Um, but I the last couple of days will make up for it on average because I had like fifty some grams the day before and eighty grams the day before. So I kind of like I want to switch it up a little bit. Maybe have yeah. a higher some days and lower some of days because, or maybe exact because it's hard to get an exact benefit when you're eating, mm-hmm. like the exact balance. I, I should say because yeah. like some days I'll eat the steak, like I did today. I ate steak. Um sweet potato and broccoli and that didn't wasn't right. enough fiber but it gave me enough protein you know so but i, I already hit my calorie range huh said so you got to get the steak in there every once in a while yeah you got to get that i'm trying to lower like as much meat but i want to get you know you got to get that protein in so i'm trying to still experimenting with my diet still because mm-hmm. you know i'm still relatively new to this stuff too um okay so it says you know, like we said, 25 grams for women, 38 grams for men. What happens if you get excess fiber? Uh, you said it could cause bloating. Yeah, bloating, gas, gas. abdominal discomfort, what diarrhea. Else? Yeah, all That's those just things. Things are moving too fast now. You got too much fiber. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So if, if you get too much, like obviously we, we already talked about, you can definitely have stomach issues. It can in, interfere with nutrients. So getting too much fiber, it says, can interfere with nutrient abs- absorption. And in some cases, lead to nutrient deficiencies. It's crucial to maintain a balanced diet, as we were talking about. And extreme levels of any nutrients, including fiber, can have adverse effects. Individual tolerance of fiber can vary. So that's crazy. So like it gets, you know, interfere with your nutrient absorption. So I'm thinking maybe you have too much fiber in your stomach that when you're eating everything, like it won't go out of your system or something. I don't know. But I don't know exactly how that works because we're not scientists, yeah. but that's what it I'm says. I'm thinking like, what if maybe your body like runs out of energy? There's so much fiber that it's trying to break down. And I don't know if that makes sense. I was going to say by the time it gets to the nutrients, it's like all spent. Or maybe yeah. the nutrients only stay alive for like a certain amount of time. Yep. Okay. So we'll go on this. Like, okay. Now, why do even plants have fiber in them? You want to... Uh, basically it adds to uh, structural support the cellulose a key component of the cell walls it forms a strong and rigid structure providing support to the plant's tissue this is crucial for the overall architecture and integrity of the plant so basically it kind of helps hold its shape that's yeah. what i'm thinking in my mind like their skeleton almost yeah 
So fiber is like plants skeleton. If you want to, you know, helps them <laughs> hold up. Yeah, it makes water. sense. You got these little fibers just reinforcing yeah. everything. It also has water regulation for and plants. That's why they need it. Fiber helps regulate water uptake and retention in plant cells. It contributes to the plant's ability to maintain. Was that tuger? Yeah, tuger pressure. Tuger pressure which is essential for proper cell function and overall plant health. What else does it do? Why do plants have it? It also acts as a defense mechanism. Fiber acts as a defense mechanism for plants by uh, the indigestible nature of fiber in some organisms, including herbivores, serves as a deterrent against excessive consumption. Some fibers may also trap or hinder the movement of certain pests. So what that means is Basically, fiber and plants, why do plants have fiber? Because plants are like any other animal. They want to survive. And survival is key. So they developed fiber in there throughout evolution. So when plant, when other animals go and eat the plants, like we were talking about, we eat too much fiber, what happens? Our stomach gets discomfort. So <laughs> if you're an animal now and you go and eat these plants, you're saying you're eating it, and it makes a lot of other plants don't have the, the, the stomachs we do, mm -hmm. it might really hurt their stomachs or make them feel really bad. So they're just like, I'm not going to go eat that again. And they don't yeah. eat it. So it's a defense mechanism for the plant. So that's why the plants also have fiber as well. It's a survival mechanism as well. That's kind of pretty interesting. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That makes sense. Plants, too. It's like, I'm going to make your stomach little... hurt. You eat me. <laughs> yeah. I wonder if plants have any consciousness or are they just more uh, operating off a little just whatever. What the hell? Yeah, that is crazy because it's like evolution is kind of crazy just how everything even made itself but you look at every animal and all of them are interesting kind of like or every plant and animal what kind of mechanisms they came up with for defense and that's just the fibers is what plants use and it's pretty crazy that's funny like we're still gonna get eaten but maybe they'll eat less of us <laughs> yeah. and then and it balances out too so if you didn't have that much fiber in your plant if you're a plant and you didn't have much fiber you the the animals might have went and ate you all up and now you're not there anymore that plant's oh, not here man. anymore and that's why the ones with the fiber kind of stuck around and the ones that didn't have no fiber didn't because like, okay let's go eat all that and then obviously a bunch of animals they're not thinking about saving for the future so they just go and eat all that plant with no fiber that makes them feel good and then what happens the plant dies out and then over time through evolution the only ones that last are the ones with fiber and that's why plants have fiber now kind of so it's pretty crazy evolution works Spe crazy. seed dispersal too is why they have them fibrous materials and fruits and seeds can aid in their dispersal for example fibers in the husk of coconuts or the papas of dandelions seeds help them spread through the wind or the water so that's pretty crazy yeah it's like that one plant that you pick up and you blow yeah all the little seeds go everywhere and it helps them by being fun, they get more planted everywhere around the world. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy, right? So while humans may not fully digest plant fibers, their presence in our diets provide beneficial to our provides benefits to our digestive health and overall well-being. The interactions between plain fibers and the digestive fibers of herbivores, including humans, have evolved over time, contributing to the mutual relationship between plants and animals that consume them. So that's, you know, we just have a symbiotic relationship with plants as they do us because they need us. You know, even sometimes you'll eat a plant, the seeds will pass through us. We use the mm -hmm. fiber and then what we'll do, we'll disperse their seeds 
through poop or whatever, and then the yep. plant will grow again. But then we need them for the fiber for our microbiome, and the microbiome needs the fiber. So it's just a symbiotic relationship, as you know, everything works on on, on Earth, really. Yeah, so, that's funny. The bear eats some of the seeds, but then the seeds get more plants in the forest. It's a win, yeah. win, win, right? Yep. So another question I had, I, I uh, researched was, if fiber is fully digestible, isn't isn't fully digestible, so it's not digestible, mm-hmm. do we just poop it out? Like, does it just go through us and poop it out? As we talked before, the portion of the plant fibers that humans cannot fully, like I talked about, we'll just talk about again, digestive. The, the portion that we do not digest travels through the digestive system largely intact until it reaches the colon. And in the colon, the indigestible fibers interacts with the gut bacteria. These gut bacteria ferment the fiber, breaking it down into various byproducts, including short chain fatty acids, which we'll get out what they are soon here. While humans don't absorb the fiber itself, the far- fermentation process in the colon produces beneficial substances. Short chain fatty acids, for instance, are known to provide energy for the cell lining the colon, um, support overall gut health, and may have other positive effects on the body. Additionally, the remaining undigested fibers add bulk to the stool, adding in the passage of waste through the digestive tract. This helps prevent constipation and promotes regular bowel movements overall. Even though humans don't absorb plant fiber directly, it plays a crucial role in maintaining digestive health and supporting the activity of the beneficial gut bacteria. So that begs the, like the question, what is when a, they do ferment, the bacteria mm. ferments the fiber, what into short chain fatty acids, what is short chain fatty acids? What are they? All right. <laughs> they are a group of fatty acids with fewer than six carbon atoms. They are produced during the fermentation of dietary fibers by the gut bacteria in the colon, which is basically, you know, we were just talking about all that. Yep. The, the primary short chain fatty acids include acetate, pri- what the heck, propionate, and butrate. Butrate, yeah, butrate, yeah. Butrate. Some weird names. Yeah, some scientific names there, having some troubles right there. Yeah, as we all do. Um, these fatty acids are various psychological effects in the body. And their energy sources, they can be absorbed into the bloodstream and used as source of energy, particularly for the cells lining the colon. So it's also has your gut health in particular. What is this? The beauty rate, butry rate. I like to know how to pronounce Butrate. Butrate. Butrate in particular, yeah. Yeah. Is known for its role in maintaining the health of the cell lining with the cells lining the colon, <laughs> it provides energy to these cells and supports the integrity of the gut barrier. So let's just stop there. Uh, so the, it basically short chain fatty acids can be absorbed into the bloodstream and it produces energy for the cells lining your colon, which is obviously you need that. And also it um, is known for maintaining the health of the cells lining the colon, but it provides energy in these cells that support the entire so basically short chain fatty acids provide energy for your cells inside of your um guts right yeah that's basically what it's saying it's almost like the adp of the body what is adp what is it the shoot i don't know the def the science science terminology behind it but it's like the powerhouse the powerhouse of the cell adp i remember that from like high school or something 
And, that, and you know, it also um, short chain fatty acids have associated with anti-inflammatory properties that may play a role in modulating the immune system. And it has a metabolic effects. Short some short short chain fatty acids like pro, propionate may influence metabolic process, including the glucose metabolism. So yeah, so it's some science-y kind of stuff there. But short chain fatty acids is what fiber gets fermented into, and it's good for your colon. It's good for your energy of the cells, and helps influence um, your metabolic process and your immune response. So that's what the short chain fatty acids do. So you need that. So that's another reason why you need fiber. And if you're just eating just meat and stuff, you you might be um, not getting all that, those benefits of the short chain fatty acids, which will you're could lead to suffering. like colon cancer. You know, you don't want that colon cancer. Yeah, um, definitely not. So we'll talk about what foods are high in soluble fiber. And that's the ones that get fermented in the gut by the microbiome. You got oats, right? Oats, oatmeal. Yep, and I oat have. What? I was gonna say I have oats usually every morning. I think that actually helps. Uh, that and the beans help me get my fiber up. Okay. Yeah, and that's a uh, rich and soluble fiber, particularly beta beta glucans. <laughs> Legumes, beans, lentils, peas, fruits like apples, citrus fruits, berries, pears are a good source of soluble fiber, vegetables like carrots, sweet potatoes, broccoli, nuts and seeds like flax seeds and chia seeds are high in soluble fiber. And also there's a plant called, what's that, psyllium? I think it's psyllium. Psyllium. I, I think I used to get a supplement called psyllium husks, but it yeah, was almost yeah. like like oats, pretty much like a powder to add. Yeah, that's what it is. Diet. So when you're getting supplements, a fiber supplement, that's what they use is a psyllium husk okay and they grind it up and make that supplement so that's it's derived from the husk of the seeds of a um a plant called psyllium which mm -hmm. you don't really eat that plant it's not something you're gonna go get the grocery store but they use it in order to make the supplement so that's high in soluble fiber as well and then what's and then the foods that are high in insoluble fiber the ones that you need to bulk up your stool are whole grains again foods like whole wheat brown rice what is that queen quinoa Quinoa, you know what that is? Contains insoluble fiber. What is that? Quinoa. Yeah, it's almost like a like a rice, but it, it's kind of oh, okay. almost reminds me like little beads. Oh, okay. Yeah, I so have those. It kind of has a similar consistency to like maybe pasta or something like that. Yeah, rice no, or I, pasta. Yeah. I have some of those. Vegetables like dark leafy greens, um, like kale and spinach and stuff, are high on insoluble fiber. That will add to your bulk, which makes sense because they're just leaves and it's going to add to your you know uh, your bulk there. Celery. The skins of the vegetables, um, fruits, grapes, kiwi, and the skins of fruits like apple have a lot of insoluble fiber. It seems like the the skins of the the vegetables and fruits have the like the most, which makes sense because it's like the skin, which like just goes to your system and bulks up. And the more you eat, the more it just you know clumps up and makes your yeah. stool bigger. Almonds, sunflower seeds, and other are, seeds are good source and legumes. The outer skins of beans and stuff are good too. And also, good to know. Consuming a mix of both soluble and insoluble fiber is beneficial for overall digestive health. And that's pretty much all I had written down in my research of fiber. So there's a lot to take in. A lot of stuff I wasn't even aware of. Yeah, so yeah. That is a lot, but fiber so just to talk a little bit more about it without reading like we were, like fiber is good, you know, like I think it's good. Like if it lowers your risk of dying 
<laughs> that's what it seems like it does. It lowers your risk of stroke. It could lower your cholesterol. Obviously, you're eating a bunch of good stuff like beans, fruits, vegetables to get it. So, mm -hmm. yeah, you want to definitely increase your fiber intake, in my opinion, or at least make it a daily average. Yeah, plus, you know, it just helps with keeping everything moving. Like, that's what you want. Everything coming out, you'll have more of a regular bowel movement, you know, before I used to go like multiple times, but now as it seems like as soon as I started eating better and getting more of a fiber intake, it's usually just like once a day and I'm good to go. So yeah, what does that mean? Like, so if you're saying that fiber helps move everything, don't you think you would have more bowel movements per day? Or is it just... Uh, I guess so, but for me, it really didn't because I just think it adds more like a the bulk to it. So instead of yeah. having to go sm smaller amounts of times, there's just less or maybe more in one sitting instead of like small ones throughout the day, since it's adding more bulk to your one. Yeah. So your one is bigger than multiple small ones or maybe and who knows, maybe it uh, maybe it also like uh, when it goes through your system, it takes a little bit longer to get through the system maybe because it's, it's collecting all the yeah. stuff and you know, the bad stuff too. That's true. That's especially since so when you're like eating, let's say chili, chili burgers, chili dogs and hamburgers and stuff, it's not taking a long time because it's, it's digested faster because fiber isn't digested in the small intestines. So mm -hmm. it might take longer to get through there. And then other shit just goes right through real fast and just comes out more often. And that could That's be a reason funny. as well. Funny how that works. Yeah. It's kind of, you know, like we say, we're not science, but uh, fiber, uh, yeah, it's definitely good. Anything else you'd like to say about uh, fiber? Uh, No, uh, I think we pretty much covered everything. You know, you're going to get them from your fruits, your beans, vegetables. Those are going to be your main sources, your go-to. So if, for me, beans is a big one. And what's the other one? Just my fruits and stuff, my oats. vegetables, but yeah, my oats. Oats is my other big one. So the oats, I usually have like 55 grams. It's a good amount of oats in the mornings. So oats with beans, I feel like if you like those things, add them to your diet. You can help increase your fiber intake. But yeah, it's important to keep everything moving. It's kind of just like with everything else, things that kind of sit still, you start to run into problems. So if you have blockages or things that should be like getting broken down, your system if it's just kind of staying there because you don't have enough fiber then you might run as, into some like gut issues and you know yeah, you don't want your shit just sitting there getting inflammation inflammation is yeah, a huge deal can, inside your body eventually become like a disease or inflamed to the point where it's just you know you get an infection yeah like i was a uh, on christmas vacation um mm -hmm. not too long ago and i started i ate bad at my mom's house in florida and it wasn't that long, just a few days, and I'm already getting heartburn. I haven't heartburn had heartburn in a while. So then I went back back home, started eating high fiber again. Like I eat my proteins too, but whole foods. Mm -hmm. I just eat steak, chicken, or you know, stuff like that. But I try not to eat as much as that anymore. But yeah, I was eating fruits and vegetables, and now my heartburn's gone again. So it's right. just and it's crazy because when I was feeling that, I was thinking about it and it felt like I was gonna throw up because I ate too much junk. It feels a lot of inflammation and like you get like so much yeah, acid like, reflex and heartburn, it feels like you that's going to lead to a heart attack. That's just what it seems like. It's like, that's why people have these heart attacks at 40, 50 years old, because they're eating so bad. They're not eating this fiber that passes through all the stuff, making mm -hmm. lowering that inflammation. And it's just insane. Like, 
people don't understand that. That's why we're doing this podcast. You know, we're going to do more podcasts about other things too. Maybe we'll do one on protein. Maybe we'll do one on carbs. You know, we're going to try to have other people on the show as well. Mm -hmm. We'll also have things just like what we're doing at the gym and stuff like that. But here and there, we'll have a kind of like a in-depth of talk about certain things like fiber and things like that. So we could get more knowledge and people could understand why you need it. And maybe it could help them live longer. Yeah. Help you with your stomach issues. Yeah, so definitely stomach issues because we, you know, as you get older, your stomach starts repelling a lot of stuff. Like, um, it's not as, as like when you're younger, you can just eat anything. When you start getting older, it's like, Hey, your stomach will start mm-hmm. telling you signs. Like, and it's you might back. not know why. Yeah. And it's, yeah, it's start fighting back. <laughs> so then you might have to be like, Hey, like, what do I need to do? And you might never even thought of like, Hey, I need more fiber. Or, you know, I just need to eat a daily recommended amount of fiber. Not like I need to go eat a ton of it. Just yeah. eat thir- 25 grams if you're a woman a day and eat 38 grams of uh, per day if you're a man, which means yeah. go out there and eat eat some beans, eat some oats. Eat- at least get the seven grams. Reduce, yeah, least- reduce that stroke uh, risk. <laughs> yeah, by 7%. Just think That's like crazy. if you went and exercised, started exercising, that will lower your stro- stroke risk, risk a certain amount. And then you eat seven grams of fiber. Now you just lowered it another 7%. So you want to lower that these risks as much as possible. You don't, you know, yeah. you don't want to leave your family behind. You don't want to die, like, or you don't want to even survive it and even be in worse off. You know, so yeah. you definitely nobody wants. They might say like, I don't care. That's why people say oh, I don't care. But once it actually happens, like, yeah, you don't care, and your family are like, oh, look, now you know your family will care. Somebody will care. Somebody will care down the line. Yeah, but you definitely don't want to feel bad. It's also not just about like, like they always say, it's not about your um how long of a life you have it's about how much health you have in your life like you want to be healthy and feel healthy because you know just that one week in florida on my vacation feeling like shit eating bad (laughs) it's just like i don't want to feel like that it really lowers your quality it's almost it's like i didn't want to eat like that but i did and it's being around all that food but it's Mm kind of like kind of a good experiment to do that again before i got back on just my health thing because now i reminded myself but also it's just just reminding myself about how bad of a life it is to feel like that. It's definitely not good to feel those, that acid reflex, that inflammation, and just feel like you're damaging your body so much that you're going to, you could go at any time. Like I literally feel like I was going to throw up by eating so much shit, you know? So yeah. So fiber can help with all that stuff. It can definitely help. Like it says, lowering your blood pressure, lowering your, your blood sugar levels, lowering your risk of stroke, lowering your cholesterol levels, so there's so many benefits to eating fiber and not just a supplement because you want all the benefits of what the the foods that provide fiber give yeah. you, not just supplement. The nutrients as well. Yeah. Nutrients is key. Like your body is a, a biological, it's a biological being, you know, it's a biological thing and it needs its proper nutrients. And like that, we're not saying just eat fiber, you know, you, you eat, you eat um, lean meats and stuff like that. We eat steak here and yeah. there. Because there's things inside of that. We'll talk about that maybe in a future podcast about what's in the meats. Because there's a lot of things in meats and stuff that that you can't get from plants as well. So we'll, yeah, we'll maybe exactly. make one of that. So we're not just we're not just singling out people that just eat meat or just you know or just benefit um, boosting up people that just eat plants and stuff. But yeah, you know, because we like a well balanced diet. That's what I like. You know, like well balanced diet. Get the full range of the human diet and mm-hmm. the tasty stuff because it's all good in my opinion. Yeah, that's pretty much what I do. Eat a little bit of everything. I don't hate on the meat eaters. I don't hate on the, yeah. the veggie eaters. So yep. just do what whatever is uh, going to work for you. I kind of yes, enjoy sir. everything now. 
All right. Well, that concludes our episode uh, number 19, our first one of 2024. <laughs> so yeah, if you like this episode, you got some knowledge on it or you uh, liked the information, share it with somebody. Um, we're, our goal is to get a thousand subscribers this year. So subscribe to the podcast. If you're not subscribed, subscribe on Spotify. You can subscribe on Apple too, but we're trying to get on Spotify, I think. But yeah, yeah. subscribe. Subscribe, and, a thousand. We need a thousand. And tell one of your friends, just if we like, hey, these guys are awesome. They just gave me some good information. Tell one of your friends, hey, listen to this podcast and subscribe to it for them. They're trying to, we're trying to help them out because we want them to get big so they can help out other people and just getting more of the information out there to help others. And we need your help. All right. Well, that's right. it, Stephen. We're going to end it there. All right. Um, all right, whole lifers. See you on number 20. Next Keep living episode. that whole life. Peace out. <laughs>